Are you a diehard comic book collector? Or maybe a lapsed fan? Maybe even someone who has never picked up a comic book in their life. Hi, I'm Remso Martinez. And I'm Mark Clare. Every single Wednesday at the Second Print Comics Podcast, Remzo and I take a deep dive into the storylines, character arcs, moments, and events that made us the fans we are today. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else podcasts are available. Check out more from the Second Print Comics Podcast at secondprintcomics.com. gentlemen welcome to your weekend wrap-up hello beautiful bell breakers it's that time again this week it is we're Once here again, to wrap here. up the shit yes wrapping up your weekend wrapping up your whole week um i'm pretty sure this week is probably going to be titled like all the shit that i hate in the world <laughs> wow because there's a lot of uh a lot of things this week that just like mentioning the titles of the articles i'm just like Fuck that shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's just a lot of things that are just here to piss I, me I off. I know there's something sure. you hate that is not on here. What? Somebody wearing sunglasses inside. Yeah, that's why I'm getting rid of your face. Just like that. <laughs> You're gone. Oh, shit. And the music left with it. See what you did. See what you did. You killed the music. And you you wore sunglasses inside. So that's two. Yeah. So I think we can check off everything now. Yes, all the things that I hate in life yes. is you killing the music and wearing sunglasses inside. <laughs> uh, if you don't know me, that is one of my biggest pet peeves: is people that just like stand inside wearing sunglasses for no reason. If you're, if yes. you had like, like your eyes dilated, right, or if right. you're hiding um, a, a hangover, <laughs> or that, or um, if you're like. Um, Oh, Ray Charles. Oh, yeah. Ray Charles can pull it off. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder could pull it off. Yeah. But not yeah. you. You're no. none of those things. Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. So things we are here. We are just this just went right off the rails, just like that. I know. So to get us before we get back on the rails, we might as well get our coffee fix in for the day. We do. And you know what? You are participating in I'm the deliciousness. You. Yes, I'm here. This week's episode is brought to you by Run Your Mouth Coffee as Always, um, Run Your Mouth Coffee is coffee roasters that sponsor and promote freedom and free speech and um, all your liberties and all, all that stuff. Not not just free stuff, no, but no. freedoms, yes. <laughs> like <laughs> constitutional freedoms, not like free college or no, free no, TVs. Um, TVs, which, <laughs> I mean, I could use a free TV. Yeah, well, down on the corner of 7th. There you go. Um, so... We are drinking tonight. I got Bill to finally drink Rebellion Beans, which again yes. is a single origin coffee aged 30 days in a bourbon barrel. Do mm. you taste the bourbon barrel or do you just taste the freedom? Mostly freedom, but I do taste the bourbon. It, it's pretty yes. delicious. It is. I like it. I like um, it. Uh, again, uh, Run Your Mouth Coffee is uh, founded by uh, John Oder, Matt of the Lions of Liberty podcast, and Matt Pangy of the Homestead and Homeschools podcast. Pretty sure I got that right this time. Yes. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's either that or home schools and homesteads. One or the other. 
but yeah, they are all, both promoters of free speech, which we are as well. So uh, we say we are going to promote those who promote freedom. So definitely, we are we are here to back them up and um, um, give them a shout out on our show. Uh, you can hit them up at rymcoffee.com to order your coffee, uh, fresh roasted coffee. It's not like. Um, some canned Folgers or no, something like, no. that, like that. Fresh roasted, sent straight to your door. Um, enter the promo code Break the Bell to get ten percent off of your order, as well as free shipping. So that way you're you're telling them we sent you. Yeah. And so get yeah, a, get check a, them out. Get a cup of the red, white, and blue. Uh, go ahead with your uh, line there. <sighs> that tastes like freedom. I like it. I like it. Rymcoffee.com. Check them out. On that note, now that we got our coffee fix in, now that we are Fully back on, are we back on track or? Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's do it. We're back on track. Yeah. Okay, now that we're back on track, we're going to get right into uh, this weekend's uh, wrap up. Yes. Because there's a lot of stupid stuff going on in the country, specifically in the country. Uh, I think we're staying locally yeah, in the United this time States. We are, this yes, time. Yeah. Because there's just so much stu- stupidity here. The, we got to cover it all. Rampant. Uh, First thing to point out, the the stimulus bill was finally passed that uh, yeah. freaking Biden's been promising. That's how he uh, yeah. he got elected, was saying, hey, if you vote for me, um, you can bet on having yeah. stimulus checks. And help is on the way. Help. On the way. Yes. So we're not going to talk about that today, though, because no. we're going to focus on that and kind of unpack that stimulus bill and all the happy bullshit that goes with it on our main episode on Monday, which will be... Live streamed yes. again. Once again. Once again, we are live streaming 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Talking about this week, we're going to be digging into, like I said, the stimulus bill. We're going to be digging into. Because there's, there's so many like good little hidden gems in there that yeah. you're not hearing about. That they, they, I, and we'll get into this, but some of them were brought up like after it was yeah. all passed. Right. They're, they're all like, well, this was in there. It's just like I wonder if the senators that signed this knew oh, that that yeah, was right. In They're there. like, wait, what? Wait, wait, wait a second. That was there. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna uh, dig into that a little bit, and as well as some other bills that are being passed that are just yeah. kind of pushing us towards a very much like a a handout society, I yes. guess. So I'm not gonna say too much more on that because then I will just be cutting into Monday's episode. Yes. So we're moving right on, talking more ridiculousness about Joseph Biden um also referring in reference to the covid stimulus bill i mean he's yeah. he's not in short supply of dumb things to say about no. covid no um so i got this article pulled up i'll let you read it cuz you sent it to me it says oh yes biden eyes july 4th declaration of independence from this virus <laughs> yes I'm, I'm so glad that he is there i declare that. our freedom from covid <laughs> Yes, so this is uh, from Yahoo.com. Which, again, I didn't realize Yahoo was still really a thing. Yeah, they're really not. Um, but They put out some of the best news articles, though. <laughs> Absolutely, that's why we found it. So uh, Biden comes out, he goes, we all lost something. Except for him, he won. <laughs> uh, President Biden said in his remarks to the nation on Thursday evening, marking the one-year anniversary of the start of the coronavirus pandemic. Can you believe it's been a year? I know, I know. Uh, well, I had a... Uh, sorry, smoking my face. That's right. Um, I had a 
something pop up on my timeline today. It was a picture I had taken of the empty shelves at like the grocery store. Yeah. Because it was right after the big toilet paper outage and yes. all the food outage and stuff. I I had went there and I post took a picture and posted it on Facebook saying. Um, it's the the apocalypse is now or something like that. Well, that just popped up on my timeline That's today, right. and I sent it to you. I'm like, holy shit, it's been a year? Yes. Well, you know, we're always looking for different reasons to cake. We need a COVID anniversary cake for we work. We should have a COVID anniversary yes. cake. Yes, that would be excellent. Anyways, um, let's see. Biden noted that the end was close, though the end game could prove tricky. If all went well, he said, there could be a normal Independence Day to look forward to, barbecues and fireworks and all, but that's not his exact words. exact words were, if you do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Is that what he said? If you do, if you do your part and you listen to Dr. Fauci, mm. then, then you can spend Independence Day with your family and friends. Guess what? Either way. Yeah. I'm going to spend Independence Day with oh, my family and I friends. I told Jen we're going to have the biggest blowout. I'm going to have for, a barbecue. Yes. I'm gonna probably go to Missouri border and yep. find a bunch of fireworks, and we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna shoot off guns. Yes, shoot guns in the air yes. like Yosemite Sam. Oh yeah, yeah. Which we're, I don't think he's allowed to do that anymore. No, but he's we're not. gonna. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. It's gonna be Definitely. a big. We're it's gonna, gonna be do a Fourth of July, like like Mexican style. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How's that work? <laughs> all right then. All right. Above all, he said he paid tribute to the five hundred twenty-seven thousand seven hundred twenty-six dead from COVID-19, as well as to the millions who have lost their jobs, who have had their education relegated to a screen, who no longer have the simple but necessary freedoms they once took for granted. I wonder why they don't have those freedoms. Hmm. I promise you we'll come out stronger, Biden said, trying to temper the moment's difficult realities with the measure of optimism. To that end, he made several promises, most notably that he would direct every state to make the coronavirus vaccine available to every American adult by May 1st. Still not getting it. Nope. But becoming eligible for the vaccine is not the same as actually having the vaccine administered. That makes the real-world impact of the promise somewhat unclear, even if he does signal to states that they should move more quickly through tiers of eligible recipients. He also announced that 4,000 additional National Guardsmen would be called up to help with the vaccination effort. 2,000 National Guardsmen are already participating in that work. You know what they need to do to administer this to everyone? They need to get, like, uh, uh, the Trank Dark guns that you see yes. on, like, Jurassic Park and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Yes. Um, just sweet. start shooting, or just put get, like, a fully auto on a turret, I, have the National Guard roll through town with the turret, and just start, oh, that'd like, be fun. shooting the, the vaccine out of everyone. Yeah. You know, or or they could just you know put it in the city water supply. There you go. Well, that's what didn't somebody suggest that? Oh, I don't know. There was I like an op ed. I think there was an op ed we had read that somebody had suggested that Man, I back I like way back in the day. But no, every time it says he's going to call out the National Guard to help with vaccination efforts, that's all I think of was yeah. them rolling through with like a turret gun shooting vaccines <laughs> at people. I mean, that'd be awesome. People running for their lives. And though he didn't engage with Trump in his legacy, he drew a clear line between his response and that of the man he defeated in the presidential race last November, in large part by promising to handle the pandemic more more coherently. In his remarks, he described how vaccination has accelerated since he took office. Are they not allowed to say... Oh, it does say Trump, I guess. Because I saw the man he... I just saw the sentence that oh, yeah. the man that he beat in November. I was like, are they not legally allowed to say his name now? <laughs> it would not surprise me. When I took office 50 days ago, only 8% after months, only 8% of those over the age of 65 had gotten their first vaccination. Biden said, today that number is 
He also said a major push was coming to reopen schools, something that Trump promised but could not accomplish. The issue has bedeviled Biden as well. Well, because he's following through with the teachers' union's request. Mm -hmm. Looking cautiously beyond the pandemic, Biden ventured that America could have a semi-normal Independence Day, though only if people continue to follow public health measures in the meantime and got vaccinated when they could. Several times he pleaded for people to wear masks, something his predecessor Donald Trump disliked doing intensely. 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 The holiday, Biden said, would be when Americans not only mark our independence as a nation, but we begin to mark our independence from this virus. And although the 4th of July is months away, Biden preemptively cautioned against planning large gatherings. Some critics on social media thought it improper for the president to already impose such limits. So he's saying it could be normal, but... Don't plan large gatherings. Yes. Isn't yes. that like going completely against what you're saying? Yes, it, that's exactly it. Oh, and of course they have to touch on this. Grief is familiar train to Biden, who lost a wife and daughter to a car oh, accident God. in 1972 and went a son to cancer in 2015. In both cases, he emerged from mourning with a single conviction. You've got to have purpose, he told Time magazine last January. And he was a presidential candidate, and most Americans had barely heard of the coronavirus. Without mentioning Trump by name, Biden lamented that under his predecessor, people have lost faith in whether our government and our democracy can deliver on really hard things for the American people. I find it funny that they are intentionally avoiding mentioning Trump's name. Yeah, like it, even under him. his predecessor. Yeah, like yeah, it's going to spark some kind of PTSD yeah, in people's minds yeah. or something. Post-traumatic Trump syndrome. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We've coined that phrase. <laughs> he promised Do not take it. That government can and will. To hear the president tell it, the first 50 days of his administration are proof that it already has. Thank you, Mr. Biden. Yes. So um, the overlords have spoken. They yes. have declared that we may be able to... Uh, gather and have barbecues on the 4th of July if we listen and follow <laughs> we, the rules. We may be able to celebrate our freedom if we do what we're told. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? <laughs> it is. It really is. Isn't that? Uh, yeah, you might be able to celebrate independence from a tyrannical government <laughs> if you, do if what you follow <laughs> a tyrannical government. Huh. Fantastic. Thank yes. you. Thank you, overlords, for allowing us <laughs> to celebrate our independence. <laughs> Wow, that's fantastic. Um, so we got that look to look forward to as long as we Let's all follow so. the rules yes. and all get like shot up and, yeah. and wear masks and all that stupid <laughs> stuff. I'm sure they're going to point at the states like Texas and Iowa and the, the states that drop their mask laws and be oh, like, yeah. look, it's their fault you guys can't have barbecues yeah. this year. And the whole time I, people in Texas and Iowa are like, what are you talking about? We're having a barbecue yeah, right now. <laughs> well, uh, there is somebody who, uh, a friend of mine who had gone to a, a burger place locally here. And was just in shock that nobody there was wearing masks. I'm not shocked. So more in uh, COVID news. Airlines and tra travel groups urged the White House to develop COVID passports. We saw this coming. We talked about yep. this coming. Um, and Other now countries they're pushing are already for it. doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, gas up your cars because I ain't going to be flying anywhere. Apparently. So if you don't, apparently if you don't have this vaccine, you ain't going to be flying. Yeah. If the airlines and travel groups. I don't know what travel groups are. Yeah, like but, AAA or um, Travelocity. Yeah, Travelocity, yeah. So this is from ABC News. It says, the U.S. must be a leader in this development, the group wrote. 
says major U.S. airlines and nearly 30 travel and labor groups, that's the big thing there, are Mm -hmm. urging the Biden administration to develop temporary COVID-19 health credentials. Temporarily. Temporarily. Yeah. How many temporary um, (laughs) laws that take effect actually get pulled back? I was going to say, is the TSA still doing temporary Yeah, uh, and how many many terrorists has the the TSA actually caught? Zero. Well, they've had more grandmas and, and kids than they do. Well, yeah. Actual. I mean, terrorist grandmas. I mean, what do they have strapped to those wheelchairs? <laughs> it says um, COVID 19 health uh, credentials that would allow travelers to show digital proof of their coronavirus test results and vaccination status. Various tech- technology companies and trade groups around the world have already launched digital COVID-19 passports, but travel industry leaders believed a standardized, government-backed credential is necessary. Of course, we've got to have standardized and government-sponsored um, to accelerate st- safe economic activity and recovery. The U.S. must be a leader in this development. The group wrote in a letter to COVID-19 recovery team coordinator Jeff Zients on Monday the current diverse and fragmented digital health credentials used to implement different countries' air travel testing requirements risk causing confusion, reducing compliance, and increasing fraud. Airlines for America, or A4A, executive Sharon Pinkerton told ABC News she believes a digital travel credential could result in, a, in an increase of flyers, something the airlines have been working toward for over a year since demand for air travel hit a record low in April. It's not going to get better. For over a year since it hit in April. It's Hasn't March been a year. 13th. <laughs> has not been over a year. I don't know if my math's right there. No, I think you're right. But it has not been over a year. I do think there's a pent-up demand to travel. We're seeing people gain more and more confidence in flying, but also understanding the process and understanding that it's simple to have a digital test certificate or digital vaccine certificate is going to help build confidence in the system. I can see... The test results. I can see that, I guess. Yeah. But then when you throw the vaccination, like you right. must be vaccinated yeah, right. to go or to you these you can't things. fly. Well, A4A and the other travel groups don't want vaccines mandated for travel. They hope a standardized digital health pass will allow travelers to avoid restrictive quarantine requirements. Goes on to say, I know the state of Hawaii is considering just that. If you're able to show you have the test and the vaccine, they are going to eliminate the quarantine. So we definitely think that is one of the main benefits of being able to have a digital health credential. White House pre- press secretary, our very favorite, Jen Psaki, uh, we'll come back around to that. Said the U.S. government focus on getting more people vaccinated, and will think government's focus is on getting more people vaccinated, and we'll think about how people can demonstrate they are vaccinated as we get more people vaccinated. And I'll come back around to that, I'm sure. (laughs) When asked about support for a standardized digital health passport, the CDC has said that even those who've already been vaccinated should avoid traveling. So what's the point, really, of the whole um passport if the cdc is even saying well you should still just avoid travel altogether right like where when when are we allowed to travel if if the vaccine isn't going to do it if negative test results Mm -hmm. aren't going to do it if a drop in um the death rates or the the spike isn't going to do it like 
what what's going to do it? Right. What's yeah. going? Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, the these vaccines, they're even saying, oh, well, even after you get the vaccine, you should probably still wear a mask and practice social distancing. So it's like, then what the fuck good is the vaccine? Right. Right. Yeah. So why am I going to get the vaccine if I still got to wear a mask and? Well, because you could be carrying it on your your in your salivary glands, and you could sneeze it on grandma who hasn't been vaccinated. Exactly. But I don't know. The whole thing is freaking nuts. Like, there's no, there's no like end game to there it. There isn't and because it was well three weeks and the curve will flatten and we can get back to normal. Right. Then it was well we need a vaccine and then. We'll get it back to normal. Then yeah. it was, well, we need a certain percentage of people to be vaccinated, and yeah. then we'll get back to normal. And now it's, well, yeah. who knows? Well, <laughs> like you said, I mean, this this is the new Coke, right? Mm-hmm. This is what we have to get used to. We have to get used to wearing masks, and we have to get used to social distancing because that's what they do. You know, they do that in China all the time, oh, so yeah, why should we bitch about it, right? Exactly. I mean, what's, what's good for the collective, we shouldn't complain about. Yep. So, I don't know. I don't know where... I mean, when do we push back and say, you know, th- this is enough. This is just out of hand. This is yeah, enough. Right. So, yeah, we got all that to look forward or not look forward to. But if everybody follows the rules, we might be able to celebrate our Independence Day. Yes. Yes. Let's hope. Speaking of ridiculous COVID, uh, like, <laughs> rules, yes, restrictions, ideas, thoughts, um... Our favorite governor, Andrew Cuomo, oh, the, the one, the, the hero of COVID, the hero of COVID, who the ki- Emmy Award winner, who killed all our Grammy or Grammys, our grandmas. Sorry, yes. <laughs> you said Emmys and I said Grammys. Um, the one who killed the grandmas in the nursing homes. He's still fighting this ongoing sex, sex scandals from um, like sexual harassment scandals from his staffers and other people. So this one. This article, I got a couple on him because this one says he, uh, his staffers no longer are going to work amid the nursing home and sexual harassment scandal. So they're still, the, the nursing home scandal hasn't died, which oh, yeah. I thought it would just get brushed under the rug. Well, especially with this sexual harassment scandals popping up, I thought they were going to use that as distraction, as a smokescreen to kind of veer away from the nursing home. Apparently it's still here. Good. So this one is, and he needs to be held accountable for that because he he came out what like six months after and was just like, dude, that wasn't my fault. Yeah, I, that, that wasn't me. That he, was Trump. Trump did that. Yeah, he he threw off any yeah. ac- accountability for it, any responsibility for yeah. it, and said this wasn't on me. Oh, I, there were people I remember. There were people that thought Trump should be charged for COVID deaths. Because they felt like his irresponsible reaction to the virus was slow reaction, or saying um, when he said that he told people that it was a little bit less as big of a deal because he didn't want there to be outcry or like panic and stuff. But then Cuomo made these blatant moves that single handedly led to like the the biggest spikes in the early days of COVID. were from New York and from these (laughs) these. Policies well, that he put in place with the nursing homes. And what I'm curious of is, if you remember, they were doing the same thing in California and in Michigan. They were putting COVID patients in with rest in resting homes mm-hmm. during that time as well. Both those states were. Yeah. So, are they going to look into those states, or are they just going to focus on Cuomo? Um, he's probably going to be the the scapegoat. They're they're right. throwing him to the wolves. It sounds like the sex scandal is their gift wrap of how right. to Get like throw them. everything on to Cuomo. Yeah. Because obviously, I mean, you can't feel bad for a guy 
when he's also a sexual harasser, you right. know? Like, right, yeah. Then they're not going to look at Are they going to strip him of his Emmy? Or are they going <laughs> to let him st- keep that? That's a good question. <laughs> so it says... Members, this from Daily Wire, says members of Governor Cuomo's staff have stopped going to work as New York Democrat faces increasing demands to resign amid multiple scandals. New York Post reported Saturday that sources within the government office told the outlet that the New York State Capitol building is virtually empty. Wow. Hmm. Let me get rid of this. It says here that I hear that most people aren't even coming to work and the offices at the Capitol are empty, said a person described by the outlet as a well-placed insider in touch with staffers in recent days. That doesn't say much about that person. No. He'll fight and fight and fight, but the staffers I've talked to are already for him to hang up the gloves. Everyone feels like there is an inevitable conclusion. I mean, at some point, will Biden call on him to step down? The staffers just want this torture to stop, the person added. Post noted that the staffers are rebelling even further than previously following Cuomo's repeated refusal to resign and his claims that cancel culture have led to his downfall. Oh, now, <laughs> now cancel culture is a thing. Yeah, right. Now, now it's it, real. Yeah, but but before it, it's a made up thing. And that was from CNN. We read last week that it, uh, CNN, who his brother works for, said that cancel culture is not even a thing. <laughs> and he's saying that that's what led to his downfall. I thought it was over, but it keeps going. It says, I feel a level of rage towards this fake tough guy, <laughs> an ex-aide told the outlet. I mean, I, I agree. We've, we've talked like yeah. how he acts like he's the, the mob boss. Oh, or, yeah, right. Or like the the corrupt mayor of Gotham City. Or yeah, right, People right. like that. Well, he got paid, what, $768,000 to write a book? That grossed like right. 70000 yeah. on how to be a leader during a pandemic. Yeah, good job. <laughs> the guy thinks he's the toughest... The hardest working, he's the smartest. The truth is, he's anything but. He's the weakest, he's the dumbest, and he's the most shallow of them all. He is gen- genuinely a very small man who pretends to be big. Wow, Damn. this is very much, obviously, an opinionated person. A little bit. That has little bit. really nothing of value to say, except for all the things everybody else is thinking. The XA told the outlet that staffers are choosing to work remotely or at vaccine sites instead of coming into the office, worried Cuomo scandals will ruin their career. Mm-mm. I mean, they're they're pushing away from him. Everybody is like yeah. distancing themselves from him. They're done with him. Yeah. And um, even if he doesn't resign, he, I mean, he's a dead horse at this oh, yeah. point. Right, right. Like he has he's no credibility anywhere. anymore. Right. And for whatever reason, they decided to excommunicate him from from the <laughs> the yeah. herd. He's no longer one of them. And even I've got this other article. We'll move on. Uh, we don't have to keep reading all these people's opinions, but I got this other article that says even people like Chuck Schumer are calling for his resignment. So interesting. Th- he's lost the loyalty of the other New York Democrats. His entire side, yeah. It says Schumer, Gillibrand, and Gillibrand demand his resignation as a seventh accuser came forward. Damn. It says despite a seventh accuser coming forward, Cuomo derided the mounting pressure from his own party as cancel culture and insisted he would not bow to it. Um, The sudden mass defection of members of Mr. Cuomo's own party marked one of the most stinging rebukes of a sitting governor in state's history, prompting new questions about his ability to weather the most severe political crisis of the decade-long tenure. Says, with Cuomo hanging on by a thread as New York congressional delegates turn against him, the governor remained defiant Friday afternoon holding a press conference about the COVID-19 response. 
Just minutes ago, the New York Post published an account from the seventh accuser who went on record and offered detailed descriptions of his alleged misconduct. The woman is a former Albany State House reporter. Her name was Jessica Bakeman. She claimed she had been harassed by Cuomo several times since the start of her career. Bakeman, who was 25 at the time, alleged harassment started and was working for or at the time harass- the harassment started and was working for what is now Politico New York, formerly known as Capital New York. Said red flags went up given her job was to analyze and scrutinize him. He took my hand as if to shake it, then refused to let go. He put his other arm around my back, his hand around my waist, held me firmly in place while indicating to a photographer he wanted us to pose for a picture. Bakeman alleged Cuomo slid his arm around her shoulders while he told stories with her male colleagues at a party at the executive mansion for an outgoing communication aide and then left his arm to linger, keeping her pressed against him. Bakeman concluded that Cuomo may not have wanted to sleep with her, but that he still routinely uses sexual innuendo to stoke fear in us. Mm. To be sure, her allegations aren't nearly as salacious as accuser number six, who claimed Cuomo placed his hand under her blouse, aggressively groping her despite Cuomo's insistence that he never touched anybody in a harassing way. Mm. Oh, so, so there's all that. I mean, what do you think of all that? Do you think... Do you think they're finding, trying to find stuff against him now? Yeah. Because, yes, yes, that sounds uncomfortable situation that right. she didn't want to be in. I get yeah. that. But that yeah. on its own, without all the other stuff, isn't right. going to hold a lot of weight against right. Yeah. It was, if it was just her, I think people would just, okay, he, he's a dick and move on. But when you tap that in with everybody else who's come right. forward and, uh, you know, the other, you know, him kissing, him groping, whatever else, then, yeah, then... But why now, though? Like, uh, obviously, Uh, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to give him a pass and say, hey, this guy shouldn't be canceled because I hate the guy anyway. But why is everyone... My my thing is, I'm wondering if it's something bigger involved and they're just trying to use this. Maybe something's bigger leading into the rest homes that we're not seeing. Yeah, and, and they're trying to just push him out quietly, right. or not necessarily not quietly, quietly, but in a different without, way, without without like exposing some of this other right. stuff. Because right, right. if this whole rest home stuff does come out, because none of these actually focus too much on the rest home right. stuff, the Daily Wire did mention the rest home scandal, right? Yeah, mixed in with the sexual harassment scandals, yeah. But nobody's focusing on it. What if the whole rest home scandals? Does skew the numbers as much as we think, as we right. much predict more it than does, probably. or, or yeah. even more. Yeah, yeah, that and a lot of our mask laws, a lot of the COVID restrictions, the economy mm-hmm. shutting down, yeah. was based on those numbers. There, yeah, right. Well, and again, other states followed suit with New York. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, they're avoiding that. So I mean, if Cuomo goes out, Gavin Newsom gets recalled, and then uh, the chick from Michigan is—I can't think of her name. Uh, yeah. It starts with the W. (laughs) But I believe she's being investigated for some stuff, too. So if all three of these governors go out, right? Yeah. And, you know, they sweep it under the rug. Like I said, what's the bigger part that they're trying to keep quiet is my thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be something there for the people on his own side to step Mm -hmm. out and say, oh, yeah, we don't want nothing to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're I mean, like rats on the Titanic. I mean. Yeah. So um, we'll see where that goes. I, I am excited to see where that goes just because he's he, he's a 
a jerk. Yeah, I mean, he he's needs, a bully. He's, he's a bully. Definitely a bully. Yeah, but I mean, he's to me, he is everything that that the Democrats have claimed Trump is. Yeah, yeah, right? that's what I was thinking too. Like, it's been a while since somebody came out and just um, distanced themselves hardcore against right. a Democratic leader right. like this. Yeah, I mean. It's it's like small scale Donald Trump level Absolutely, like people yeah. like no we don't want anything to do with him yeah and it just makes you wonder is yeah. it just the six sexual harassment um, allegations with all the hashtag Me Too stuff right. I mean that's still a thing oh absolutely yeah so it's never gonna not be a thing now I mean for them for somebody like Schumer to come to his mm-hmm. rescue they would look like he would look like Donald Trump when Donald Trump would go to the rescue or go right. to the sport of some of these. Uh, people that were accused and others like yeah. some of the Republican governors yeah. that were accused of stuff and or anybody that he failed to uh, denounce in any way. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just that like Schumer and whoever the other senator it, was. May, maybe they just don't want to yeah. be that person where everyone's like, well, look at you. You support a sexual harasser. Right. Yeah, You know, it makes you wonder, like on some of these politicians, like do they just have like a bank of people that they like kind of keep in their back pocket. And if somebody kind of gets out of line or falls on students, like, okay, why don't you go ahead and, and make your allegation? Well, I thought that about uh Hollywood too. When oh, I yeah. was really into conspiracy theories and I still think it, especially yeah. during the hashtag me too thing. Mm-hmm. When w- one of the big ones was Bill Cosby, I'd said that it's like, right. who'd, who'd he piss off right. that now they're deciding, all right, start dropping this, drop yeah. this hammer now. Well, he pissed a lot of people off because yeah. he was really criticizing the black community mm-hmm. and the lack of fathers. So, um, yeah, I think there is, like, I think they save up some of the stuff for mm-hmm. blackmail reasons. It's like, yeah. you, you do what I say or right. we're going to drop this. Yeah. And you piss off the wrong people, you get kicked out of that umbrella protection. Yep. I've said that for, for yeah. years now. Like, I think there is in... Hollywood, and I think in big politics, like major politics yeah. at least, there is this umbrella mm-hmm. that p- you're protected from mm-hmm. all this stuff. And then if you get out of line, well, maybe because wasn't I think Cuomo, you know, with everything that was going on, you know, his, his book deal, the Emmys, it almost seemed like they're building him up. It almost like he was, he was like, okay, maybe I'm going to run for president. Yeah, that's and they're not like, happening. Yeah, <laughs> no, nope, nope. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Uh, or when, like you said, something big happens, they need a scapegoat, right. and then somebody happens to stumble yeah. out of line. It's just like you're our guy. Yeah. Uh, maybe and maybe with him, they're like, you know, we're gonna need you to take the rap on this one. Mm-hmm. He's like, nah, screw you. I'm going to run for president. And they're like, okay, we'll All take right. it then. We'll we'll do it for you then. So, yeah, that's enough of <laughs> Mr. Cuomo because I get tired of him. I yes. get tired of hearing about him. I get tired of talking about him. Really get tired of hearing from him. Yeah. I didn't watch his press conference because I would probably wanted yeah. to like stab a pencil yeah. through my ear hole. I'm sure, but um, we'll move away from him. But you know, it goes along with my just one last thing. Okay, is um, I really feel like when you get to these, you know, 65, 68 year old white New York politicians, you know, or or businessmen or uh, people of prestige. In New York, I, I think they follow suit, and I, I put Trump with Cuomo, yeah, with uh, Bloomberg, with these other guys, you know, the that good I, old boy club, yeah, the good old boy club, right? Where you know, so everybody's so critical of Trump, but it's like you know, you could take the same thing from Cuomo or any of these oh, other yeah. guys that are up there in that same type yeah, of he position. Shoulders with Trump, right? I I don't know. I don't <laughs> Maybe know. Maybe Trump facilitated the the fall of Cuomo. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe that was it. I think if that were the case, Schumer and um, Gildrant would not be on That's true. And, <laughs> against and him. Trump would not be quiet about it. He no. would want full credit. Yeah, I did this. I single-handedly took out Mr. Cuomo. <laughs> Uh, he would take out games. an he would take out an ar- an article an ad, yeah. saying that he took out yeah, Cuomo. <laughs> Cuomo. He's probably sitting down there. He's like, "Damn it! Why didn't I think about that? <laughs> that could have been me." <laughs> so, how can I get credit for this one? <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, more stuff being pulled from 2020 because everything that we talked about in 2020 was either COVID. Or yeah. George Floyd protests. Well, right. the George Floyd protests are coming back around full swing because, I mean, that's just how the news cycle works. Yeah. You get well, tired of talking about something, let's pull up the old right. stories. Yeah, and, you know, it's kind of dying down, and Chauvin's about ready to go on trial. And so. And protests gonna... haven't been anything since Trump no. left office. There no. hasn't been no. the civil disrest, yeah. unrest or whatever. So, I mean, there could be people that are far left that are not approving of some of Biden's policies that um, want yeah. things to get stirred back up. Right. Like the, the Sanders supporters or even further than that. Yeah. Um, but Minneapolis approved a historic $27 million settlement for George Floyd's family. That's crazy. That's insane amount. Yeah. Absolutely insane. And the guy hasn't even been charged yet. So I don't understand how you can do like a, a wrongful death settlement right. when the person hasn't e- the the city hasn't even been charged yet yeah. the employee hasn't been charged yet but uh, it's, I don't know it's civil I mean it's yeah I understand that but usually yeah. usually that follows the criminal typically yeah right because look at um, OJ Simpson's trial he got found um, innocent right or acquitted because the if the glove don't fit you must, you acquit. must acquit um but then. Turned around and in the civil suit, yeah. they found that he owed a bunch for wrongful death. Mm-hmm. So usually, like I said, it typically follows. Yeah, it typically does. So it says, well, first of all, you think a settlement like this would almost be admitting guilt. Yeah. So it would well, almost be not in the city's favor I to but, make this settlement before. But, yeah. But... Y- I mean, he's been guilty since. No, I understand that, but I mean, I, like the timing almost seems because yeah. he is Chauvin is brought up on. Yeah. Uh, what'd you say? They put back the third degree right. charge yeah. on him. Um, so it'd be easier for people to have a swayed opinion when it's just like, well, they already f- right. found that they owed yeah. him twenty seven million, so clearly there's guilt there. Yeah. But uh, you know, I mean, look at everything they've done since then. I mean, wanting to defund the police force. I mean, yeah. everything they've done has been as an act of of you know apology right of you know redemption trying to get back their good name you know because of everything that happened right so so this is from uh, CBS news i mean if they had their choice they probably would have been like here just just take them do whatever you want <laughs> right <laughs> so let me pull up this article it says um the Minneapolis City Council approved Friday a $27 million civil settle- settlement with the family of George Floyd over the black man's death in police custody last year. The City Council voted 13 to 0 to approve the settlement. Wow. That's impressive. That is. Which directs 500000 What the hell? Go away, video. Uh, to be used to benefit the George Floyd Memorial Site at 38th and Chicago, which, which we, we have are some going news on to here talk soon. about 
after this. So we'll talk more about that. Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis police officer who kneeled on on Floyd's neck for more than nine minutes. Nine? I thought it was eight and a half minutes. That's what I thought, too. Because didn't they, like, write the time on their foreheads yeah, or something? Right. Yeah, it was like 825. I don't know. It changes. Says it, he's standing trial on murder and manslaughter They don't counts. remember. <laughs> By the time he goes up for trial, it's going to be like he he kneeled on, knelt on his yeah. neck for 14 and a half minutes, right. for six hours. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. He fell asleep on his neck. God. I mean, it, none of it matters. I mean, yeah. the guy died either way, right. but it's just funny to me that they, they changed this. Yeah. It says three other ex-officers involved in the fatal arrest are charged with aiding and abetting and, while, and will be tried jointly in August. The family lawsuit was filed against the city on July 15th, alleging the uh, four former officers violated Floyd's rights when they restrained him. Mr. Floyd died because the weight of the entire Minneapolis police force was on his neck. Oh, my. Ah, That's a lot of police officers. (laughs) Um, The attorney, Ben Crump, who represents the family, said when the suit was filed. says, Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Frey said Floyd's death caused a century-in-the-making reckoning about racial justice that struck Minneapolis like a thunderbolt and reverberated around the world. Frey said the settlement reflected a commitment to advance racial justice and thanked Floyd's family for partnering with the city in reform measures. Okay, it it wasn't not fucking racism, okay? It was a bad cop who had 11 other counts and complaints against him for violence and and brutality that they didn't do anything about. Right, there's nothing here that states that show there's no evidence of racial right. motivation here, yeah. racist it, it, motivation. There he didn't hear the guy, him yeah. calling the guy an N word or no, or saying no. uh, he's gonna take out another black man or yeah. something like right. that. He was a bad cop, he, he should have been taken out a long time I mean, ago. Maybe he was racist, maybe but that doesn't yes. mean this was racially motivated. Raci- there's right. no evidence that states this is racially yeah. motivated, anyway. We're just white guys, what do we know, right? Says, speaking Friday, Floyd's family said they are grateful for the settlement. (laughs) What are they going to say? Well, you know, could you throw in a car? (laughs) Just going to sound horrible. You know, there's one that was just like, you know, George wasn't that great of a guy. (laughs) Yeah, right. So in the end, yeah. I mean, we got $27 million. (laughs) I'm sorry. I had so many horrible thoughts have jumped in my head, and I will keep to myself. Uh, Probably probably for the best. That's why. I said this is going to sound horrible, but you know there is that one family right. member that is just like you know, that it's this worked out for us. I mean, there's <laughs> selfish people out there. I know people, yeah, yeah. I know a family that um, this guy was like a multimillionaire, and he was had some mental issues that he was had his meds all off balance, and he ended up like taking his fam- killing his family and killing himself, and for the next like three or four years, all they did was fight over his estate. That's crazy. And like almost immediately they wanted in that house like to see like how what they could scavenge and stuff. It's just like there's yeah. shitty people out right. there. It's like a human being died. Yeah. In that case, a family died and all you care about is the freaking settlement. So you know right. in his family there's there's probably multiple people that yeah. are like, Oh shit, we're getting twenty seven right. million dollars. Yeah. So I mean, that's just a that's just how humans shitty humans are. Yeah. But I mean, yes, it's terrible. The guy died. Right. He right. should not have died. Yeah. The police officer should not have done what he did. Right. But I, uh, this shouldn't have been become what it had right. for the last almost a year now. Yeah. It says even though my brother is not here, 
He's here with me in my heart and my wallet, I'm sure. <laughs> He's here with me in my heart, said Floyd's brother, uh, Phil and I, Phil and Ease Floyd, because if I could get him back, I would give all of this back. Floyd said his brother started a movement and thanked supporters, especially those who took to the streets to protest amid a pandemic. You put your lives on the line. There's nothing I can do to be able to repay you for that because you showed who you are. Uh, Crump called the settlement historic and thanked city leaders who call, he called progressive and deeply moral. Crump said the settlement sends a message that the unjust killing of black people should not be written off as, trivi uh, as trivi trivial, holy crap, unimportant, oh my god, I can't read. Start over. Shouldn't be written off as trivial, unimportant, and unworthy of consequences. The family of George Floyd and our legal team are very grateful to Mayor Frey and the city council for not just saying you care about George Floyd, but showing that you cared about but showing that you cared about George Floyd. Not just saying Black Lives Matter, but showing the world that Black Lives Matter. Who do you think this $27 million settlement is going to affect the most, though? The people of the city that got to pay right. the damn taxes yeah. well, on it. That and and all the people who lost their businesses and their homes right. in the in the riots. Yeah. I mean, yes, it it is showing that um, these aren't just going to get uh, written right. off anymore. But again, like it's not like the city is just going to magically print money and make this appear unless yeah. it's coming from the stimulus package mm -hmm. somewhere, which yeah. wouldn't surprise me in any way. Yeah. But in the end, at the end of the day, the the community there is going to pay for this. Yeah. No. So, it's, I mean, <laughs> it's historic. It is. And um, how much did a uh, Let's see, how much did Brianna Taylor's uh, like boyfriend got? Or I don't know. It wasn't got? anywhere close to that, though. No, like you said, it's it's historic. But here, um, tell me if you've heard of this guy. Okay, uh, Duncan Lemp. Uh, no. Okay, so a year ago, yesterday, uh, he was killed in his sleep by a Maryland SWAT team. A year uh, later, and the Montgomery County government refuses to release any body cam footage or any evidence as to why they were even raiding his home to begin with, much less why they killed him. So same scenario as Brianna Terror. They busted into his house, no knock warrant, and they ended up shooting him while he was sleeping. Mm -hmm. And um, and he, he's a white guy. Yeah. So it's like, but this didn't get... Well, it doesn't fit the, fit the narrative no, it of doesn't, systemic but racism. Just, it's just sad, though, that, yeah. you know, that it's just collateral damage. It, the reality of this is the the police justice system is screwed up. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Well, I'm not going to say nothing to do with racism, nothing to do with racial injustice. Right. It's screwed up yeah. on all it levels. Is. We talked about it with John Odermatt and the mm -hmm. over militarization of the police force right. and all the knock, no knock raids yeah. and um, yeah. the. The police uh, unions and the protection of the, of the police officers. The, the asset forfeiture and things like right, that. The right. things that that would fix a screwed up police system. Yeah. I mean, it's screwed up across the board, as right. you said, but that doesn't fit the narrative. No, I know. I know. It, but it's just, it's irritating. And, oh, yeah. And, and, and you know, I mean, we're, we can keep talking about it, but it's not going to change the fact that they're not going to make any real changes to the criminal justice system. They're just going to throw cash at it. Right. They're going to defund a police department that has – they need more training and then less. Yeah. And then they're going to blame systemic racism on the problem. Yeah, it's funny. They they call for defunding the police force or – 
or whatever. But then they're also saying that these people need trained more. And it's just right. like you can't have both. Right. Yeah. They're yeah. already undertrained because they don't have the funds to train them. Or maybe like stop spending some of this cash on the military vehicles that right. the police for. It's like there are yeah. focuses that could fix or could mm-hmm. at least um, help fix right. the criminal justice system. But we're not focused on that. No. We're and just focused on that's how government works. They they always it's always a, a finger in the dam the leaky dam. Well, yeah, and this is just a big giant virtue signal, is oh, all it, it is. says. Absolutely it is. I, I mean, mean it's that, like look what we did for yeah. the for uh racism to right. fight racism across the world. Yeah. We're willing to sacrifice twenty seven yeah. million dollars. I mean that's the, the you know, the Minneapolis, you know, city council, they'll be able to sleep good tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So, more stuff, like like we said, um, this whole George Floyd memorial, we said we'd get back to. Yes. Um, because this was formed, how long ago was this formed? Uh, last May. So, it was right after, basically. Yeah. Well, apparently, this uh, memorial has now become a police-free autonomous zone, yeah. similar to Chad, Chaz, right. yep. which... Is Chaz gone? They, it is gone now, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember I they, heard they, anything about they that. broke it down. Oh, that's right. They said, After hey, you can have shootings. this. We'll put up concrete barriers, and then shootings happen. They're like, wait, you yeah, can't have yeah, this. Sorry. They, I mean, they didn't have that foresight that that would happen. I know. Right. So according to the Daily Wire again, which is obviously far more Republican-leaning. It um, is, but they're the only ones that are reporting on it. Yeah. It says, uh, makeshift... Memorial for George Floyd, the unarmed black man who died while in Minneapolis Police Department custody last May. So it's funny how um, the two sides report on it because one will say after over nine minutes of jo- yeah. jo- uh, Chauvin, whatever his name was, mm-hmm. Derek Chauvin leaning on his neck and the entire police force leaning on his neck. And then this one's like an unarmed black man who died in police custody. Right. <laughs> no mention of any of that right. stuff. But as you said, you know, he hasn't been tried yet. Mm-hmm. So allegedly leaned on his no, neck. No, but for... but none of no, that's I even in that. this article. I know. I know. Has become a police-free autonomous zone similar to the ones that cropped up around Seattle, Washington last summer. George Floyd Square was once a monument to the man whose death sparked a nation or national anti-racism and anti-police brutality movement but is now a volatile area controlled by militant leftists, according to the New York Post. A militant-style group has taken over the block's long site, creating a hostile situation for authorities and protesters alike, the outlet reported. Uh, The situation at the memorial, from what I understand, is kind of volatile, one resident told the News Nation. People that want to go and support doesn't feel a sense of inclusion— there is more like a militant-style atmosphere over there and a sense of fear. Protests calling attention to Floyd's death and reiterating demands for racial justice have cropped up over the several, last several days in Minneapolis as the city braces for the trial of Derek Chauvin, the former police officer who allegedly killed Floyd when he knelt on Floyd's neck. I, I guess they did mention it. I, did, I, I retract did. my statement about them. For nine minutes. This one says nine minutes, too, so the time okay. must have gone up. Yeah, maybe autopsy said it. It was definitely nine minutes. <clears throat> okay. The autonomous zone, though, is off-limits not just to protesters, protesters who are not affiliated with the militant leftist group in charge, but also to reporters looking to document the scenes and to emergency services. So Similar to Chaz. Yeah. It says, police were not allowed to get into the area. He was carried outside of the zone of George Floyd Square. 
One resident said of a young man she believes was shot and killed inside the autonomous zone. So oh, already someone's been shot. Yeah. It was made clear law enforcement was not welcome to penetrate that zone, which is an atrocity because his life was taken. And I mean, who knows whether so, or not. So this he guy was shot and they wouldn't let the law enforcement in. So they carried the body to the outside. Yeah, of that's the, what I said. So they, the, they carried him out and just dumped him outside the walls crazy. of their, their zone. Um, it says, who knows whether or not he would have survived had things been different. Hmm. Police told News Nation that they faced protest, resistance, opposition from autonomous zone residents and stressed that neighborhood that the neighborhood was already dangerous before because off or before it because off limits to law enforcement. That's really weird grammar. The News Nation reported or a reporter who tried to document the situation and near the in and near the autonomous zone was reportedly threatened with violence for simply being near the area. You're going to be in a bad situation in a second, a mass protester told the new, new Na- News Nation's Brian Enton on Tuesday as he reported from the other side of the zone's poorly constructed barricade. I don't think I'd criticize their barricade. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're being called out for what you are, and you need to get out of here, the protester told Enton on camera. You need to get in your car and go. When Enton said he was just media, the threats got harsher. I don't give a... Fuck who you are. You need to get in your car and go, the protester said, as he was joined by other autonomous zone residents. The New New York Post reports that the Minneapolis uh, police are likely to leave the autonomous zone intact for the next several weeks during Chauvin's trial. Because it's the Minneapolis (laughs) department. Because they're not going to push anything right now. They don't want to spark, set off anything, especially during the trial. Yeah. The occupying protesters, though, say they plan to stay until all four offices involved officers says offices, but officers, I think it means officers yeah. involved with the death with Floyd's death are tried. A process that could take until August or until the demands are met. Demands which the post says include recalling the county prosecutor and dedicating hundreds of thousands of dollars into fighting racism, supporting affordable housing, <laughs> and creating jobs. So what about $27 million? <laughs> that could be used for all that. Uh, they're like, sorry, our hands are tied. We can't <laughs> set, spend money on fighting racism or uh, affordable, housing affordable housing or giving because jobs. we just spent <laughs> $27 million on the family. Which, again, um, yes, it's horrible that the family lost this person, but yeah. just to send a virtue signal, hey, we're going to pay them right. out the ass for this. Yeah. I mean, I mean wh- why not... Take the money, right, and, well, I guess they're trying to make the family happy, but take the money and, and build an affordable housing area, right, and mm. call it George Floyd Memorial Apartments or something, right? right? I mean, yeah, I don't know. If it, I was the family and I really wanted to make some change, I would do something right, like that, put right, it into yeah. a fund or something yes. to help, but yeah. who knows? And I mean, all the jobs that they're saying they don't have right now is because all those businesses got burned down during the mm. protest. So. Right, so... So all that, what do you think? Is it gonna? Are things gonna spark back off, set back off? I think they will. Yeah, they definitely will if Chauvin's yeah. found not guilty. Yeah, I, I I think he will be found guilty on at least probably third degree murder. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like we were talking, we talked about months ago, third degree murder is gonna be a slap on the wrist. Right, people are gonna be pissed that he's not getting life in prison, and it's gonna spark all kinds of new protests. Yeah, either way, I if it's that direction, either way. They're going to be pissed if he's yeah. found innocent, if he's found guilty, because there's no first-degree murder charge right. in here. Yeah. 
It just said manslaughter and right. third degree murder. Yeah. I think. So, and the other three guys are getting nailed with uh, aiding and abetting, which yeah. is what you know. Yeah. So either way, set set it off. It is because it's not going to be the it's not going to be what they want it to be, and it's going to set shit off. As it's a powder as, keg. Yeah. As much as I'm not saying the guy's innocent in any way, do you yeah. think he has a shot at a fair trial at no, all? No, no. Because I don't think. There's any chance anybody's going no. to be like, oh, not guilty. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, they've already settled in the civil court mm-hmm. for $27 million. That right there, it says anybody who, well, and everybody who has seen it, there's no way he's going to have a fair trial. Yeah. So they always say the insurance companies, when you're in a car accident, always tell you don't apologize or don't, right. don't do this because that's basically right. admitting, admitting guilt. guilt. And so the city just admitted guilt. They did. By... <laughs> dishing out this $27 yeah. million dollar, uh, settlement. So basically they're saying, hey, we're guilty. He's guilty. Yeah. And, so. and to be honest, I mean, to be honest, the family could probably get a lot more from the city. Mm-hmm. When you look at Chauvin's past and everything that goes into, you know, all the complaints against him, knowing that they had a police officer like this on the payroll and let it happen. I mean, they could have gotten a lot more. Yeah. So we got to move on. We're out of time, basically. Uh, but we had one more article that, enraged me, pissed me off, and will probably all of our listeners as well. Yeah, and there's going to be a lot more of this coming um, in the coming weeks. because the George Floyd or this not? No, 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 thing. this next thing, because um, they're, it's, a, it's a feeding frenzy right now. They are going crazy on this. Gun rights. Yes. Gun laws. That's our final topic yes. of today. Because, you know, it, it's like a Wild West out there right now. Yeah, and... Um, as quickly as the the coveted uh, COVID relief bill went through, it wouldn't be too hard to push through some of these things now because no, no Republican was for the COVID relief bill. Right. No, no Republican, no self loving Republican is going to vote for mm-hmm. these gut these laws we're about to read that they're yeah. proposing. But it could just as easily as the COVID bill get get shoved, like Absolutely. jammed through without even being read. Yeah. So this says the Senate Democrats introduce an assault weapons ban bill on 205 different gun models. That's a lot of gun models. It is. That's not just the AR-15. No. Like they've always talked. Um, this includes a lot of things. So it says Senate Democrats introduced legislation. I just read that uh, Thursday, just hours after the House passed two other gun control bills. So they're yeah. going quick on the gun control. Yeah. So the first one was um, like a wider ranged um, background checks mm-hmm. that would go to the FBI and they can hold private sales for up to 30 days. Yeah. And insisted on uh, background checks even for private, like owner to owner sales. Right, right. And, and then the other one was. Um, Oh, gosh. Um, I just read it. Keep going. I'll find it. So while we're focused, that's probably why they wanted to shove through this $1,400 stimulus check. And this is all in our face right now. The gun laws thing are being shoved through as fast. Oh, yeah. And we're not even paying attention to it. Yeah. Biden is promising. I mean, he's going to make community safer. Pay attention. Pay attention to what is being passed through. Mm-hmm. Um, stop focusing on the $1,400 stimulus check. Mm-hmm. Start reading this other shit. says, introduced by our favorite, Diane Feinstein of California, the legislation called for an assault weapons ban of 2021. 
would also outlaw magazines capable of holding more than 10 rounds and is co-sponsored by 34 other Senate Democrats. According to a press release from Feinstein, the bill bans any assault weapon with the capacity to utilize a magazine that is not a fixed ammunition magazine. What does that mean? Is that like the tube, like yeah, tube magazines right. on like shotguns or yeah. that? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So any like removable magazine? Right. Yeah. It's banning any of those. Yeah. What about pistols? Well, yeah, that's same thing. So it says if it's considered a semi-automatic pistol, which is you know anything that's not a revolver. Oh, it says. That does not have a fixed ammunition magazine and has one or more military characteristics. Yeah. What's the definition of a military? Is it like um, camouflage? Is it um, right. <laughs> does that uh, PTSD? Right. I, well, I guarantee you, you ask any Democrat out there what a military grade weapon is, and you know, I think they mentioned in there something about having a pistol grip. Yeah, on that's it, the next or thing. a folding stock. Yeah, it says including a pistol grip, a forward grip. A barrel shroud, a threaded barrel, or a folding or telescoping stock. How does that make it military? That just makes it easier to transport. I know, right? Some of the firearms listed in the proposed ban are all AR types, all Uzi types, which I thought Uzis were banned anyway. Right. Beretta CX-4, Sig Sauer's P556 pistol, and as well as belt-fed semi-autos. Current owners of the assault weapons listed in the legislation would be allowed to keep them, but any private transfers would require an FBI background check prior to receiving the firearm. So load up. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't have an AR or a Beretta CX-4 or anything with a pistol grip or a telescoping stock, buy it now because there's a good chance it's going to get shoved through, shoved up our asses. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> Good luck, like I said. Good, like I was gonna say. Good luck um, regulating the private transfer, right? Uh, because once this takes place, it's like the war on drugs. Yeah, I mean, how much uh, right. illegal drug trafficking did the war on drugs yeah. actually thwart? Right. Yeah. If anything, it, it helped business. Yeah, it's just gonna push it, push all gun trades into yeah. the underground. Yeah. The other part of it is they, um, yes, the high capacity magazines, but they also want to limit immunity for gun manufacturers. So if someone's gun Say like Smith and Wesson creates a or you know is manufactured a gun that is used in like a a shooting, mm -hmm. then they can be held liable and be sued. What about rolling baseball bats? Right. If I went and like murdered you with a rolling baseball bat, that would should suck. your family be able to shoot uh, sue Rowling for right. twenty seven right. million historic <laughs> right right uh, or civil or suit? Say uh, you're, you're driving and you you run over some people in your Ford pickup. Mm? Should they be able to sue Ford? I think so. I think so. That's where they're getting. Says it's been 17 years since the original assault weapons ban expired, and the plague of gun violence continues to grow in this country. To be clear, this bill saves lives, Feinstein said in her announcement of the bill. When it was in place in 1994 to 2004, gun massacres declined by 37% compared with the decade before. After the ban expired, the number of massacres rose by 183%. The Department of Justice National Institute of Justice, the Department of Justice National Institute of Justice, that's a lot of justice. That's a lot of justice. Issued a report in 2004 stating that the assault weapons ban from 94 did not actually reduce crime. 
We cannot clearly credit the ban with any of the nation's recent drop in gun violence. And indeed, there has been no discernible reduction in the lethality and injury and injuriousness of gun violence. Injuriousness? Injuriousness. Interesting. <laughs> Injury-causing? <laughs> I've never heard the word injuriousness. That's very injurious. I yes. wonder if that's a real word. I'm going to say no. The report noted that the assault weapons were rarely used in gun crimes before the ban. So that's interesting. It yeah. says, we saw a, a decrease in gun violence during this assault weapons ban, but before, rarely was an assault, quote-unquote, assault weapon used in gun crimes. Yeah. Should it be renewed, the ban's effects on gun violence are likely to be small at best and perhaps too small for reliable measures, the report continued, later stating the ban's effects on gun violence are likely to be small at best and perhaps too small for reliable measures. On Thursday, the House passed the Bipartisan Background Check Act, which you talked about, yeah. with a vote of 227 to 203, passing legislation that would criminalize private gun sales conducted without a background check. The lower chamber of commerce or of Congress also voted in favor of the enhanced background check by the vote of 219 to 210, a bill that would allow the FBI to put on hold transferring a firearm of a minimum of 10 days and up to 30 days rather than the three days currently allowed by law. So that right. was the second one you couldn't think right. of. That's right. So there's those two. Yeah, so here's a couple others that are on the docket. we got to go quick. We're right. over our time. H.R. 130 makes storing firearms at home harder, punishes you with confiscation, fines, and imprisonment for not securing them the way that the government is going to uh, tell you you need to store them. Okay. H.R. How do you enforce that? I mean, the only way to enforce that is if you're called to a house for anything else and you're like, oh, there's a gun right. out. Yeah. H.R. 125 makes you wait seven days to buy, sell, or transfer a semi-automatic firearm suppressor, AP ammo, or... 10-plus round magazine. Um, and H.R. 30 makes you a criminal if you sell or give a gun to a medical marijuana user. Uh, this applies to private sales, and you will be held liable even if the person lies to you. So, all this talk, speculation, conspiracy theory, what have you, over the last few years of they're coming for our guns. Right. They're not even, like, hiding it now. Yeah. They are coming yeah. for your and guns. And the Democrats, you know, that that I've talked to, you know, they, they joke about it. Be like, oh, they're going to take your guns like Obama wanted to. And be like, well, yeah. But, but now they're, like, slamming it through. Right. Like, in the first two months of yeah. the new Congress. The only thing I'd be curious of is the constitu constitutionality of it. Like, it, if it can be challenged. I'm sure it will be. I, I, I mean, it, it's it's got to be, you know. Um, yeah. But, again, we're... We're not seeing this that much in the media because all we're right. seeing is, oh, you're, you, don't oh, yeah. worry, you're getting your fourteen hundred dollars stimulus check. Um, you get Ooh. unemployment benefits, and you don't even have to go to work if you don't want to. Right. And minimum wage, don't forget minimum wage. Right. We're going to try to raise minimum wage, but yeah. all the all that time they've spent the last two months writing these probably multi-thousand-page bills about gun laws yeah. that are getting shoved through. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the number that—the way that these are coming out, I mean, I think there's been six or seven of them now that they've talked about being proposed. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they've been just kind of holding them and oh, yeah. just waiting for Biden to be like, okay, let's go. Let's ship one them at through. A time. Yep. One at a time. Well, you signed this one. Why don't yeah. you sign this one, right. too? Yeah. Well, wouldn't it make sense then to sign this one? Yeah, right. Like, oh, you oh, know what? They, yeah. These are basically yeah. the same thing. Just <laughs> sign them. This is actually just a duplicate of this right, one. Yeah, so just sign this one, too. Yeah, so they are coming for your guns. Yes. 
This is this is the the scary stuff here. Yeah. This is the stuff that gets me concerned. Yeah. Is when they they <laughs> start pushing this stuff yeah. through because yeah, they, like you said, they joked about it. Oh, we're coming for your guns, and in two months they literally are coming for your guns. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's not just high capacity rounds. Like, well, why do you even need yeah. more than ten rounds yeah. for whatever? Um, but now it's anything with a removable magazine, mm-hmm. anything that remotely resembles yeah. a military-style gun. Yeah, and I, you know, I think with with Obama, they they were cautious, you know, because they didn't want to appear that way. You know, they really wanted to have some bipartisan support. You know, they didn't want it to look author- authoritarian or whatever. But like I said, with with Hillary not getting in, Trump back backlogging them. Now yep. they're on a the fast track. They need yeah. to push this shit through, so they don't care if they look like the bad guys. Yeah, they just want to get it through. I mean, they think they look like. The good guys, because oh, yeah. they made Trump out to be the bad guy for yep. so long that anything they do, we are just uh, reestablishing oh, yeah. what Trump screwed up. Well, Pelosi came out and with these gun control bills and said, look, the people are on our side on this. This mm. is what they want us to do. This is what we're going to do. Right. Well, we are out of time. Once again, we do have our live event coming up on Monday, our live yes. stream episode, our main episode. We're going to talk more about that stimulus check. Um, the thing that we're saying, hey, don't focus so much on this. We're going to focus on it on <laughs> But Monday. only for a month. Only that night. Only, only that on Monday. Night, right? We're not going to spend too much time on <laughs> it. Right. Um, so get back here for that. Join us. We're going we're to try to get max audience participation. We are going to have call-ins like we did last week. Yes. Um, so... So jump on that. Uh, if you have something to say, if you're pissed off, or if you're happy about the stimulus bill, whatever it is, um, ch- uh, hit us up when we uh, do allow Collins and yeah. let us know what you think. Because, like I said, we like audience participation. We want to hear from you. So, Absolutely. So, I mean, you hear from us all the time. So the you, time. we want to hear from you. Definitely. Uh, again, check out RYM Coffee at rymcoffee.com. And uh, promo code break the bell to get uh, all those discounts, the free shipping, and 10% off. Otherwise, uh, I guess we'll just see you back here on Monday. Pay attention again yes. to this stuff that's going on. Read for yourself. We're going to post yeah. this these articles in the show notes. Read this stuff because yeah, it's going to get weird really fast. Yeah, don't 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 get enamored by the money because it's a smokescreen. Yeah, and. It's going to be too late by the time you start paying attention. So pay attention now and make a big deal about it. Never stop talking, as we always say. And uh, I guess we'll just see you Monday, 7 p.m. Central Time. Forgot to say, 7 p.m. Central Time. We'll see you Monday. Have a good one. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members. Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Goulash Media. On the run with Remzo W. Martinez Podcast and Van Zot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time and let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking. <laughs>